Welcome to the Dog Post pregame show. Georgia and the Gators getting ready to tangle in Jacksonville. Really an important game, has been for a very long time. Uh, the Dogs coming into this game with one loss. The Gators in the same situation. Uh, the winner of this game will either, you know, if they're Florida, they will have won the East essentially. Georgia would still have to win at least a couple more games. Um, but uh, having two home games... Uh, that should happen, but nonetheless, the winner of this game is really in a superior position. Uh, even if Georgia were to lose a game after this, they would probably still get to Atlanta. So this is uh, as important a game as there is each season, even if the East isn't on the line, which it almost always is. Uh, the winner of this game has gone on to represent the conference, I think, 16 times of the 19 times uh, the two schools have gone combined. I think it's 19, something like that. Georgia, Florida, and Alabama have tied for the most. Um, uh, Florida and Alabama have the most uh, appearances in the SEC championship game, but Georgia is right after them. I think someone's tied with them. I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. It might be Auburn. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I want to go real quick here and listen to Kirby Smart, Georgia's head coach, talk about how unique this game is. Uh, obviously, everyone watching this knows you've got about 50% on both sides. The stadium is split in terms of ticket sales equally. Um, lately, there have been more Georgia fans. I think typically there might be a couple of more Georgia fans, uh, except in the really, really good Florida years, 2008, 9 particularly. I remember it seeming like there were more Florida fans. But let's listen to Kirby talk about this game real quick and the setting and, and so forth. About Everything about this game is, is certainly very unique. Yeah, that's probably the most unique thing is the split 50-50 because it's weird. You know, you have a weird feeling in there sometimes. It's so different than it. I call it a pro mentality because people aren't – there's no, like, student section. They're chanting for you or against you when you come out of warm-up. It's not like that. The atmosphere in pregame is – it's very different. It's a different feel because when you go out pregame at a, a road game, it's like I'm in enemy territory. When you go out in your place, it's you're in friendly confines, but there's a lot more energy and buzz. And it seems like at this game, the times I've played in it and coached in it, it's more flat in warm-ups, and then all of a sudden, boom, you come out for the game and everybody's in their seat. They, they, they come in at the same time as opposed to being in there early. One thing I do want to say, having, having covered this game now uh, since uh, – well, almost for 20 years on the field, um, it, it's it is unique. That's probably not the best way to put it. Um, every other game in the SEC, with the exception of Arkansas, Texas A&M, uh, that's a conference game. Uh, it's 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 on a campus somewhere. There is. Um, you know, one school is in charge of of everything. In this case, Florida is in control of media operations. But beyond that, the two schools really split all responsibilities. The sideline it really has a very professional feel to it. Uh, Jacksonville. It's it's in many ways it's one of the easiest places on the field to work. But when you're on the field, um, there's almost never a shortage of noise of some sort. Um, it sounds like a wall of sound coming from the other side, whether you're on the, well, I was going to say home, home or away. If you're on the Florida side and Georgia scored, uh, it just sounds like a wall of noise coming right at you. If you're on the Georgia side, it's a very high pitch. It's very noticeable. 
coming from the Florida side, a lot of screaming, high-pitched screaming uh, from the Florida side when the Gators do something big. So it, it's just, it's really a, it's, it's a bit like the twilight zone. It's, it's, I guess it's, it's really, um, it's accurate or not, not accurate, but it's, it makes sense that it's near Halloween because it's, it's so strange and spooky, uh, compared to everywhere else. You know, when you go and score on an opposing, at an opposing field, it still sounds like an opposing place. I mean, when you're at Tennessee or Auburn or, you know, wherever, it still sounds like quiet. In Jacksonville, you never really get that. You always have um, something, uh, whether it's the PA or the bands or um, just the rattle of the crowd. Um, it's never overwhelmingly loud there, understandably. I mean, one side is typically quiet and the other side is extremely loud. So it's it's you know it's somewhat vertigo-like, I guess you you, you want to call it that way. The other thing is the the track on the field, the field can get really beat up in Jacksonville. Um, last year, there were divots in the field. It was, I, I thought it was pretty unsafe by the end of the game, if you want to call it that. I mean, it, it seems to be getting worse there over time. I, I was just watching the 1997 uh, game because of something that popped up. We'll talk about in a little bit on this program, but... Uh, the track at, in Jacksonville, the Jags play away this weekend. They were at home last weekend. Um, obviously, this 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 event used to only have Jacksonville used to essentially only host two college football games a year. This this game and then the Gator Bowl. Uh, now this facility um, it it holds you know not quite 20 football events uh with the well maybe not 20 but certainly more than 10 uh you've got the eight home games well seven for the jags plus the preseason so that's two you have the uh, gator bowl plus this game and occasionally in seasons there are other games in this uh on this field so it's a bit like heinz field uh, in that sense, I mean, you don't get that in Charlotte. In Atlanta, it doesn't matter because it's a turf. And, you know, you can replace turf quickly and easily. The AstroTurf, if you want to call it AstroTurf, it's not really AstroTurf. But the field in Jacksonville was really beat up last year. Uh, it's going to rain in the morning or just up to game time in Jacksonville um, on Saturday I wonder if that's something you want to watch out for. And I, I'm telling you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, and I, I, I spoke off the record with some kids who played last year in this game, and they did uh, say that it was one of the worst fields that they had played on. I, I'm trying to remember if that was because it was raining the day before, or it just, it just seemed real beat up. And there were, there weren't so much chunks of sod that were coming up like you see at like Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. But like you could see like if it was flat, there were areas that were just like sticking up and like the, the turf didn't look right. So um, I, I have pictures of it, but it didn't really seem to be, I guess no one really said anything about it last year, but I do wonder if that will come and be a, a thing again this year. I know I've talked about it for like four or five minutes, but if you think you're running on something flat and by the end of the game, it's it's got hill properties to it, you know, it becomes tougher to function um, out there. 
one other thing real quick before um, I talk about the 97 game and get into a couple of other things to look for in this game. I was listening last night to, I, I can't even recall which betting podcast it was, but the there were obviously a lot of analytical things that um, people who are in the waging world deal with and look at. But Florida, according to some of the statistics and according to just watching them play, they've really struggled stopping the run inside the tackles. So out everybody at Georgia, uh, fans and so forth, seem to be wanting Georgia to get outside. Um, I think this is going to be a between-the-tackles kind of game for the dogs. I think that's the way they want to play. And, and Florida, from what I recall uh, listening, I think they had uh, they allowed um, an average of 9.5 or 9.9, whatever it was, runs uh, yards per run on the 14 runs that – I think it was South Carolina had on them in between the tackles. Now, one big run could could skew your average, and not always does, but almost 10 yards a run in between the tackles, that's a lot. Um, this is a Florida defense that I think is pretty good, actually. I mean, you look at the amount of scoring that they allow. Georgia fans like to shit on Ton Gratham, but he's done a very good job um, limiting uh, teams from scoring. On them, so we'll we'll see how that goes. I would expect a heavy dose, dosage of run game from Georgia if Florida stacks the box and stops Georgia. That'd be one thing, but the only team that's done that so far, I mean, they didn't really stop them. Was South Carolina? Um, that was more about turnovers than anything else. Kentucky didn't stop Georgia, so uh, and that's believe it or not, one of the better defenses that Georgia's gone up against. So I think over time. It's going to be tough for Florida to stick with Georgia unless they get cheap scores uh, and turnovers. Uh, Florida's offense has certainly become more predictable in a good way uh, for the Gators uh, over time here. Losing Felipe Franks for the season really changed them. They have played a lot of sloppy games, the Gators. But they've won all of them but one. And the one game that wasn't sloppy, it seemed to me, was the LSU game. When you go back and look, you watch them play against Miami, sloppy. Against Kentucky, sloppy. Tennessee, that was just not a good football game that was being played. Uh, Auburn, very sloppy on both sides. And then the South Carolina game, they struggled. I mean, they their first 50 minutes of that game, they were losing. So... Um, I think Georgia should win this game. That the that the you know that the line is somewhere around seven points makes sense to me. Doesn't mean Georgia will win, but I mean I I just when I look at this I think that with the teams I played now I did watch I did not watch Florida against Townsend. I did not watch them in their other game uh, that was not against a, a Power Five school. But they have not been great, and uh, they, though, have shown that they have the capability of winning games, uh, in theory winning close games, obviously the game against Auburn. Uh, so both these teams have been tested. They've both been tested late. I mean, Florida's game against Auburn was in the fourth quarter game, LSU, South Carolina, Kentucky, Miami, the Gators have played a lot of games late. Georgia has really only played two, and to some degree the Kentucky game. 
but uh, well, definitely the Kentucky game. But you know, they played the Notre Dame game for sure, South Carolina for sure, and Kentucky. I think probably you could say the same thing. So this will probably come into the fourth quarter, and I think that's probably not what you want if you're Florida, only because of the way that Georgia plays. Let's just see what happens. You know, last night Jake Fromm was. I don't want to say aggravated. That's why I changed the headline of what we wrote. I think he was, um, he's getting to the point where he's tired of answering questions about the offense. He wasn't angry. I think if he were angry, that would be a bad thing. That would be a bad sign. But I think he was very, you know, matter of fact, hey, look, this is the way that we run things. This is what we do. And this is what we're going to do. We just got to do it better. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think, I wish people would understand what, what, what he's saying, but he's got to go do it. It's not just him. It's everybody. They got to go do it. And, um, you know, I expect to see some passing on first down. And if you have the ability to get chunk plays in the middle in the run game, things should be open for Georgia in the passing game too. I want to talk real quick about Georgia's uh, 1997 win over Florida. That game was 22 years ago, but it really was a monumental game for both programs. Florida really was never the same under Steve Spurrier after that. They were still very good. 2001, uh, they were, they probably were the best team in the country and got upset by Tennessee, or at least one of the best teams in the country, them, Ohio State, and Miami. But um, that Florida team was a really good team in 01. Uh, but they uh, the, they had won the conference five years in a row. And I think after that, Steve Spurrier uh, only won the conference one other time. So they went on a vicious tear. That's what most everyone remembers, the quote-unquote 90s, was before 1997 with the Gators. Uh, let's listen to... Uh, Kirby Smart talk about George's win over the Gators in 1997 and sort of his perspective of that game uh, two decades later. To be honest with you, I mean, it's it's we didn't win a lot of good games. So it was like that was the highlight of our tenure time here because we didn't win a lot of big games. But that was a big game. It was a big upset. Probably the highlight for me or the biggest memories walking out after the game, showered, cleaned up, and my mom was there. And she, she was born and raised in Florida, almost went to the University of Florida. She's from uh, Plant City. So it meant a lot to her. And uh, getting to see her, that was probably the best part of it. That game in 1997 was the first time I went to Georgia, Florida. Um, and it was certainly very different. Uh, the night before was Halloween. Uh, and we drove down the morning of, uh, we were straight up exhausted, needless to say, but, um, Georgia attacked Florida from the jump. Florida turned the ball over. Florida was a, uh, a 21 or a 20 point favorite. They were a huge favorite in that game. And, um, Georgia beat them. Yes. But the Gators with the turnovers, I mean, Kirby Smart had two interceptions in that game alone. He had two interceptions the week before, or two weeks before, whenever it was, against Kentucky. And he could have had a third interception and he not let it bounce right off his chest. It was the funny thing about that play was he jumped up afterwards and acted like uh, he meant to do that, which he did not when you look at the replay. But as it turns out, that was the best thing for Georgia. They were up 13 at the time with about four minutes to go. And then a couple of uh, fullback dives later, uh, Orlando Scary was in the end zone. It set off. A huge celebration and uh, for Georgia, and they, they wouldn't win that game again for another seven years until 2004. Even though they had a better team 
2002 and 2003. So that was a huge, huge, huge night uh, in Jacksonville for Georgia. Uh, A sea change game in many ways. You know, when you look at the Georgia, that was a 10 and 2 Georgia team. They didn't have fewer than eight wins the rest of the decade and, and really didn't have fewer than eight wins from that point until 2010. Um, that Georgia team was preceded by uh, five and six, six and six. And in 1994, I think they were six, four and one or 93. They were something. I mean, they, they just were not good Georgia teams and they just weren't good college football teams. They certainly were not good for what Georgia was, but that night, you know, Robert Edwards was like magic. The call from Jim Donnan to go over the top uh, early in the game, in the fourth quarter, the, that was a huge touchdown for Georgia. Uh, then Robert again, um, diving into the end zone later in the game in the third quarter, getting the lead back. That is one of the biggest Georgia games in history. Now I'm not trying to overdo it, I'm just telling you like it, it it is or it was. It wasn't a national championship game. It wasn't a conference championship game. Obviously, you cannot play the Gators in the championship. But that that game changed Georgia, I think, in 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 ways that games like the Hobnell boot changed Georgia and so forth. It's just that Jim Donnan, that was kind of the pinnacle that was the pinnacle of his career. I mean, from that point forward, you know, he lost to Auburn a couple of weeks later. Obviously, getting upset by Auburn in 1999 was a horrible look. The loss to South Carolina in 2000. The loss to Georgia Tech in 98, 99, and 2000. I mean, that's that's why he got fired. So, uh, but but that night, uh, Georgia did what they had to do, and Florida was just juggling quarterbacks. It was a disaster. Um, a, a two, the next two years, the Gators came back, uh, particularly in 98, and had a decisive win. Uh, but from that point forward. There weren't really blowouts as they were. I mean, you look at 96, 95, 94, those were blowouts. I mean, the games were not competitive for three years in a row. And then Georgia's blowout win over Florida in 97, uh, that really changed things. Even if only for a, a, a moment in time, I do think that it changed. Florida was never really the same. Um after that, they were really damn good. Those Spurrier teams after that were still good, but they didn't win the conference, but one other time. So it was a huge moment. And I think it, I think after a decade, almost a decade of just struggle for Georgia, uh, certainly seven years into a decade that was just not fun, they realized what they could be again. And um, it was a huge moment for the program. And uh, I remember it very well. It was only the second year back in that stadium and uh, things were very new. If you if you go back and look at Jacksonville's stadium now versus back then, the structure of it's the same, but all the trim work and everything about that game is uh, much more produced now uh, than it was back then. Go ahead and subscribe down below. I'm going to put a link to Riding Home from yesterday up here. Click on that to listen to me and Dylan talk about uh, this game. Uh, we try to have fun, limit your drinking. You got to be in the sun for a little bit, uh, and you got to get home safely. So, uh, Dean Leggy wrapping up the pregame show here on Dog Post. Go over to the website for all the postgame stuff. D a w g p o s t dot com. We'll see you over on the website.